Next topic, Doc, I want to ask you, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, winter running tips. And before we bring on our expert guest, do you do any winter running? Yeah, I got to admit, Steve, I think there are two groups of people in life, runners and non-runners, and you're either in one camp or the other, (laughs) and I'm definitively in the non-runner camp. I exercise because it keeps me healthy. I use a spin bike or elliptical. I'm just not a big running fanatic. I'm not either. I'm not either. I'll do the cardio in the gym 30 to 40 minutes, three, four times a week, but outside, I'd like to, you know, I, I'm, my wife runs a little bit and we got, we have a dog and take the dog running, but it looks like fun, but especially in the winter, yeah, I just can't do tough. it in the winter. It's tough to motivate. And I think, you know, for the, for the group that does run, it's a much, as much about the mental side as it is the physical side. I mean, it really is part of who they are and the way that they decompress and kind of let the day run away from them. I, uh, I think they use it as much for mental relaxation as they do physical. That's we'll been see, my impression. We'll see people in the suburbs on Lakeshore Drive, right? I mean, yep. no matter the temperature, they will yep. run. Well, let's bring on uh, our next guest. Karen Shanahan is a facility manager at Athletico. Athletico does a marvelous job. We know that big part of our show. And right now, Karen is at Lake in the Hills. And Karen, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us. You're a physical therapist, athletic trainer, been with Athletico for 15 years. My first question about uh, winter running, uh, when should you avoid running outside in the winter? First of all, I want to just say thank you for having me on the show. Um, and when to avoid running outside, you want to make sure that um, if the wind chill is below zero, you should definitely avoid it. Or if the weathermen on the Weather Channel say avoid outdoor activities, that's a good tip. Um You also want to make sure that if it's really windy out, even with warmer temperatures, that um, you're careful about how much time you're spending outside to avoid any type of um, cold injuries such as frostbite or hypothermia. Yeah, I think those are are, uh, great points, Karen. You know, I think we sometimes underestimate how quickly uh, skin exposed to very cold temperatures can be. Uh, can it undergo a problem or frostbite or something like that? Can you give our listeners some tips about dressing for the cold? It's really hard because you start off, it's cold out, you want to feel warm, but very quickly as your body heats up, you start reaching uh, a higher body temperature from the ex- physical exertion, you start shedding layers. So is that really your suggestion? Is it a layered approach? Definitely layers are helpful. You actually want to dress um, anywhere between 10 to 20 degrees warmer so if, you know, the temperature is 30 degrees out, you want to dress as if it's 50 degrees. Once you start going and once you start your run, um, you're going to start to sweat. And if you're overdressed, you'll overheat. So a layered approach can help out if you're really cold at the beginning that you can kind of either, you know, unzip a jacket or tie a shirt around your waist um, to avoid, like I said, avoid that overheating. And it's important that that first layer you're wearing is kind of more of a wicking layer or a wool layer to keep that sweat off and helps to maintain the core body temperature without getting uh, too chilled in there. If it's really rainy or snowy or very windy out, like a windbreaking layer on the top can also help to maintain that temperature without getting too overheated. And wear a hat, right? Yes, definitely want to wear a hat to help um, avoid that heat loss. And if you're wearing gloves, make sure they're a wicking glove because you don't want to have too much sweat build up on your hands that can contribute to a frostbite injury. Yeah, the way the American Apparel these days, it's marvelous, isn't it? I well, mean, all the this wicking stuff that are and everything. Now, now available, you can have very thin or lightweight materials that still provide uh, either coverage or, or temperature control, or as Karen said, wicking of the fluid away as you start to sweat when you're exerting yourself. So it's amazing. Again, we're visiting with Karen Shanahan, facility manager, athletic trainer, physical therapist for Athletico. 
uh, stationed in the Lake in the Hills area. We're talking about some winter running tips. How about warming up, Karen, uh, prior to running in the cold? Uh, what do you suggest for, um, you know, you just can't go out there and just start, right? Correct. You definitely want to make sure you warm up your body temperatures. It's even more important when the temperatures are pretty cold and the wind chill is a little bit lower. Um, so moving around inside uh, before you even go outside is helpful. And you want to move around enough to get your blood flowing, but not to really break a big sweat. If you're breaking a sweat before you go outside, then you're going to become chilled more easily. Uh, typically, you know, tr- once you're outside, you want to try and walk for a few minutes just to get acclimatized to that colder weather. And sometimes it can take 10 to 15 minutes of your run until you kind of get into a groove and your core temperature is warmed up enough that you feel like you can go at a typical pace for yourself. That's great stuff, Karen. You know, um, in addition to being cold outside, this is obviously cold and flu season. I've got a little bit of one right now. But one of the things that we have to deal with in team coverage is when a patient is or when a player is ill is when is it safe for them to go out and participate in an athletic activity. And that's not unlike a runner deciding if, even though they have an illness, are they safe to go out and run. So one of the things we think about is fever is probably the biggest predictor. When you have a fever, that's probably the time you need to stay inside and avoid running. It leads to uh, dehydration and other changes in your metabolism that can really cause some safety concerns. And so that's really my go-to in terms of determining if somebody's uh, able to play or able to participate in a physical activity. Any other thoughts on other things we should look for in terms of illness in the season and, and uh, things like running? Well, I think you said it great that fever is definitely a good indicator. If you have a fever, you shouldn't be outside in bad weather or working out. Um, if you have more of a head cold and it, the temperatures aren't too extreme, sometimes that can actually help people feel better is to get out there and get kind of things moving a little bit. Um, but if you're in doubt about whether you should go out to run, it's probably a better idea if you um, change your workout to indoors or skip a workout just so you're not making yourself worse. Yeah, and obviously check with your doctor. Yep, one hundred percent. Great stuff. Uh, Athletic Co does a great job. They're on Twitter at Athletic Co, Facebook at Athletic Co PT, and their website athleticco.com. Go see Karen Shanahan, the physical therapist, athletic trainer, Lake in the Hills. Karen, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thank you so much for having me. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Doctor Nick and I go through our. Ask the Doctor segment. We get questions from you. I'll tell you how to get involved. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Back with more Sports Medicine Talk after this on 670 The Score.